What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Drunk Boys Basement, where the drunk conversations do happen. I hate that. I don't what? like that. So uh, <laughs> this week we're joined by uh, it's, it's Christensen, right? Last name Cody Christensen. We uh, we kind of been talking over Facebook the last couple of weeks, trying to get something on the books, and uh, finally he managed to uh, you know set aside some time and come join us. Uh, he so graciously provided us with some awesome pullovers, so thank you for that. That's awesome. So. Um, give us a little backstory. Who who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, uh, just just a kid from West Valley. Okay. Um, grew up here in Utah. Um, I've just I've been through a lot of stuff. Is kind of what it is, and mm-hmm. I got to a point in my life where, uh, uh, with kids and house houses at some point. Yeah. Uh, jobs, multiple jobs, mm-hmm. long hours, being director of. You know, numerous things at a call center simultaneously. Wow. Uh, I, I just got to a point where you start missing some opportunities and you, you know, trade off some things, for example. Yeah. You know, time spent with kids for money or vice versa. Yeah. Sometimes, usually not, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to this point in about 2015 where I just started, like, posting on my Snapchat every time I was going to a new job or something different, like traffic heavy, traffic heavy. And, like, it didn't mean anything other than, like, I was like, cool, I got a cool little catchphrase, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I got to a point where I needed a counselor in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking in with him on the first session, by the end of the session, uh, took me a couple of days, but I, I went and I registered Traffic Heavy LLC. He's just oh, wow. like, dude, what you're telling yourself is powerful and you should share with others. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll give it a whirl, you know. Yeah. So I ordered some T-shirts, got some T-shirts in, like thirty of them, mm-hmm. and uh, they were the the original ones were white with the blue, no speed limits. Okay. Similar to the sweaters you guys got, but those have green on them. Uh, see, yeah, I don't know if you saw them, Sean, but that's so, the, that's what the the hoodies looking or the pullovers looking like. Yeah. So, oh no. Okay. Yeah, no so speed nice. limits. The initial thought was uh, the road of life has no speed limits. That's we all we all can it, go at our own pace it, within our own journeys. Is kind of where the idea came from. Yeah. Them. Well, they were gone like before they arrived. And I was like, You're right. what the hell did I just do there? That was <laughs> cool. uh, so I ordered another 60 of them. And those ones didn't go as fast, but they moved to just go. And I noticed going to car meets and stuff, I was like, hey, I, you know, people would be like, oh, wh- wh- who are you? You know, because I'd never been to car stuff, mm-hmm. really. So I'm now introducing myself, networking, getting to know people. And they're like, oh, yeah, who are you? And I'm like, um, I'm traffic heavy. That's right. my Instagram. Go check it out, basically. And it was all about my Instagram, trying to get to 100 followers, basically. Right? Okay. And uh, and boom, I started getting that and other things. And then all of a sudden, people were like, bro, I love the message behind traffic heavy. And how do I support it? And I was like, well, I got a few of these shirts still. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so boom, and that's just kind of how it evolved from there. Right. But telling the story was simple as well. It was nerve wracking. It took me six months to finally get to the point where I was comfortable saying what I say at mm-hmm. times. But it's essentially just the road of life has heavy traffic. Okay, I see the I see the the term now. It was okay. that easy. It was that easy, and the whole time I'd be like, ten sentences long to try to explain that to people. And after a few six months or so, it's finally like you know, it's just just simple said. It's it's we all have our own traffic of life, and that's what it's all about. Is just realizing that, just realizing that like it's not easy. Yeah. But it's worth it. Um, just keep pushing forward because. Uh, similar to traffic jams and here's where I get a little bit more wordy about it right but similar to traffic jams in life you end up with these red lights in front of you um, and I have more analogy behind this for thought process for success and other things but essentially mm-hmm. we're all stuck in this traffic jam until it bottlenecks and once it does it opens back up and you get back into whatever lane you freaking want right 
So the idea is like, bro, just stick out whatever the hell it is that's got you bothered. Mm -hmm. Finances, family kicked you out, girlfriend broke up with you. Call that like a dead end street that you'd miss the sign. Yeah. Back miles back. Like, ah, for no sure. clue this is a dead end. Like, come on back to the city, pal. We got you, you know? <laughs> but um, that, that, that's the whole idea of it. It's just yeah. kind of like, bro, we all got our problems. And, yeah, yeah. and at the end of the day, I don't need to disclose mine or hear yours, but I, mm -hmm. I can acknowledge you and realize that, like, just like they tell us growing up, like, you don't know what he's going through. Right. You know, yeah. so don't judge a book by their cover type. Mm -hmm. It's just a whole other way to kind of say that. And yeah. I'm in the car community, so it's like, this relates so well with traffic heavy. So. How did you uh, get in? Like, what what was your journey into cars, though? That's that's something that I find interesting talking to people about. Because everyone's, obviously, everyone's got their own stories. Sometimes <laughs> it was as simple as, well, I saw Fast and the Furious when I was 14. And, you know. That's a part of it. But I think it's a part of it. Of it a no deep, doubt. deep portion, um, portion of it for everybody is that. But, yeah, what's what's your. Okay. So, um, I'm, I was a Hot Wheels car collector okay. uh, from the age of, like, three. Like, my, I had an older brother, so he would get stuff. And all of a sudden, I have these cool, and, like, I've got this collection, probably, like, 200 of them by the time. Dude, like some of those are expensive, too. Some of those are rare. Yeah. I wish I had my collection. Too, <laughs> but, like, those were gone. I thought at 18, it's like, I don't need, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. All, yeah, I gave away all my stuff. So, I was like, yeah, it's... The thoughts you have. Today. Kick yourself for that. Damn it. When you're going to buy Legos for your kids yep. today, you're like, bro, how much those <laughs> um, But anyway, so obviously, little little kid, you know, but uh, my first car, um, I, I two days before I turned 16, my dad brought it back from Alabama. Uh, he picked it up with, um, I'm going to talk about the car before I tell you the car. Okay. Uh, he, it was a 1987. Mm -hmm. uh, this was in 2001, I want to say. Okay. Okay. It had 21,000 miles on it. Okay. The lady drove it across the street to the school that she worked out on rainy days. Wow. That's it. And she was the original owner. Um, he picked it up for a steal. But anyway, uh, two days before my 16th birthday, this white 1987 Toyota Supra comes pulling into my driveway. No shot. For real. Was, <laughs> yes. was it a Mark 1? Uh, what is that? The No, I think that's the 3 at that point. It's the square. Yeah, it is the 3. It yeah, is the 3. It's the longer. Yep, yep. Yeah. yep. Uh, it was automatic. It wasn't a turbo, but mint condition. It's, like, yeah. bro, like, you kidding me? So um, now we'll just talk a little tragedy. But um, So I totaled that. Within six months. Welcome um, to being 16. Sheesh, of course. <laughs> so, but anyway, you know, the moral of the story, don't give a young kid with very minimal experience such a cool car. Yeah. It might be gone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's kind of how I got into it. Um, I, I then, I picked up a, a police issue Crown Victoria. Hell yeah. From an auction. It was like 500 bucks. I totaled that two weeks later. <laughs> um, and they paid me out 5,800 for that or so, somewhere around there. So I made a steal off that. Jesus, yeah. Uh, went and bought a Honda Civic. It was just a DX model. Um, we like welded the back door shut, took out the back seats. We swapped the engine. Uh, some VTEC. Uh, it was it, it was a cool car, but it was sleeper. It totally had like the stock 14s on there and mm -hmm. everything. I, I just, you know, right. what's 50 yeah. bucks in the window on State yeah, Street yeah. back then? <laughs> so that was fun times. Uh, and shortly later, I ended up in a car accident um, in a, in a forerunner on my way out to Reno, Nevada, um, and swerved from something in the street, got stuck in the dirt and ended up rolling and ejected out of the vehicle. So, um, that was a pivotable, pivotable, pivotal, pivotal. Thank you. <laughs> got it. Line, please. 
uh, moment of my life uh, that that changed my life. That that took me out of everything that I was doing in the moment. I How old were you? Seventeen. And a half Seventeen, almost eighteen. Jesus Christ, dude. So that was that was that was rough. Um, there was a lot to that, but essentially, I was ejected out of the vehicle, paralyzed my arm, uh, s- suffered like because it was out in Reno, so it was mm. in the middle of lava rock land, and so I was oh. like cheese grated across. Yeah, my skin for sure. I lived. Uh, yeah. In fact, they said I called nine one one, and and it wasn't until I was on like the life light that mm-hmm. I flatlined or whatever for a sec, or and it took me a couple of years of depression after that, and then I realized, you know, damn, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> I keep waking up. So I started just getting jobs, any job, and working my way up, and then I met a girl and started a family. I lived in a park before I met her as well, and uh, the the park days was kind of crappy like yeah you know, for sure but but i dropped out of college for the fourth time my stepdad didn't like that so out on the streets i went and mm. um met this girl started to live with her and her family they were gracious to take me in uh worked our way up to where we had a kid and my focus is now family oriented um somewhere in there i had another supra and another <laughs> camaro and some other vehicles uh and at the end of the day i just i fell out of the car scene and I'd go to work, you know, in 2015, 16, driving an Impala, talking about, man, I, lo- I love cars if you guys only knew, you know, and we just don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I do. I really do. Um, and uh, it was just last year, I was having some mental breakdowns, some issues and other things. I ended up selling all my rental properties, and I thought, you know what? Wake up, dude. Take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Yeah, you've worked hard you've done it this before though you've you've put yourself before your kids before and look mm-hmm. at all you've done for them right so like it's time to wake up and do that again sold this rental property and i went and bought an rs7 <laughs> that's have you have you seen his car you haven't seen his car have you i have not that's no. the car that's on his it's yeah it's on the he's got a nice rs7 oh, really? yeah so, it's, it's gorgeous yeah. <laughs> it's a 16 rs7 uh it's a prestige model and uh i was going to buy an r8 but i'm tall they're like dude you should just check that and i'm like you know it makes sense being a family guy and one intersection later i'm like let's sign yeah uh so so i got the car and now i'm showing up to car meets and it's it's like dude people are checking out my car people are interested now the networking's kind of starting but let me go back just a little bit because that sounds like you have to have a cool car to get into the car community and i don't want to portray that because i had other cars showing up to the car community before that and it was just my tenacity to just walk up to the right people and just say hello Mm-hmm. that's a cool car and conversations started yeah and i found it to be just a great place to like start conversations with people like you already have a conversation starter it's the bottle in front of you, right or it's the engine in front of that or it's the seats that they redid or it's like dude are those hubcaps <laughs> doesn't matter yeah like, it all starts conversations so that was intriguing to me but i wasn't getting like associated with like I want to succeed. And that's mm-hmm. like, you know, they always tell you to surround yourself with people that you want to be like. And so yeah. it's like, how do I hang out with the Ferrari owners? You yeah. Know? <laughs> and so that's where, uh, you know, through hard work and dedication, um, I ended up having a rental property and a house and selling that rental property. I bought me an RS7. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. That's. So, I mean, lie. the first time I heard him say that, I thought he said RX7. Ooh, <laughs> and no. so it was like not connecting. <laughs> well, I mean, you did you see that story going around locally in Utah where that guy bought that RX7 for four grand? Yeah, that's my friend. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, that's Jamie. <laughs> so he, uh, he is, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's like a media uh, guy. He, he does okay. a lot of like TikToks and social yeah, yeah. media stuff. Uh, 
I mean, he's approaching like 200K on his TikTok right now. So he's doing okay. That's um, good. But uh, yeah, he got that. And he is uh, partners with uh, my friend over at Performance R&D. Okay, yeah. Black RX-7 with like a red stripe down mm-hmm. it. And everything that he pulls up to is kind of one of the highlights of the car meets here in Salt Lake City because he spits flames and it's a rotary engine. Right. And it sounds loud and it's really cool. But um, yeah, that's, dude, he got a steal on oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, there was a lot of people that were showing me that. And I was like, you got the... And I had a good friend of mine who really wanted it and he called him and said, nope, already got sold. Yep. And the guys, I guess, was getting offered way higher when he was standing there. And he was like, no, four grand. It's yeah. all yours. Yeah, no, it was a really, it was really awesome uh, situation. So, yeah, no, Jamie's super excited now to kind of work on it and build it up with with his friends. That's awesome. So one of the things that I'm curious about is um, – so your your mental health obviously was was a as a problem. I'm not going to get too deep into that, but how the thing I'm always curious about is how did you get to a point where you were um, just tired of it, just tired of feeling mm. the way you? Because the thing I've run into in my experience and talking to other people is it either takes some gigantic event for them to just be like, all right, this is ridiculous. Like I got to fix this, or it's just everyone and their dog saying, you got to get help. You got to figure it out. So there's a lot of factors into it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's fascinating to hear that it sounds like you kind of just got sick of it. You're like, this is bullshit. Kind of. Kind of. So, um, I mean, I've been ejected out of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a tragedy in that accident. So that was kind of mm-hmm. hard on me. It took me some time to get over. Um, I grew up uh, younger, younger days. I got my first tattoo when I was like 12 years old and kind of was just associated with not the best of groups at times. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I just, I learned from a lot of it. Um, I went through tons of jobs. Uh, I've just seen a lot of stuff. Uh, people pass away around me. Lots of people pass away around me. Um, whether it's through like, uh, violence or, uh, drugs or Mm -hmm. alcohol, all kinds of stuff, you know? And, and so that, that's, age even yeah but yeah, absolutely that's that's usually the ones that are closest to you right like right family members and, yeah and uh i worked 140 hour shifts for three years straight um that, that was a week uh, 140 hours a week um for three years straight i took 31 days off in that three-year stretch and perspective wise 52 weeks in a year and if you took saturday and sunday that's 104 days off and literally didn't clock in for 31 days over the course of three years Jeez. to try to get where i was at and uh, never once did I mentally break down. I just kept pushing forward and progressing and whatever. And, um, relationship issues, they, they built up. I've been to counselors. I've been recommended to counselors. I've been forced to counseling throughout my life. And I've always said, what a waste. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was, I hate this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no connection. I made up every excuse or issue. There was no way that you were going to convince me that counseling was the right thing for any individual in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I got to this point where I was in multiple relationships and unable to get out of them. I I just, instead of, I I was just bullshitting my, my way through like, Oh, don't worry about anything else. Just, just me and you. And then turn it, it's just me and you. And then it's just me. And I'm like, yo, texting and the calling and the, the, the work on top of that and the kids and holy, like, just became I, too help, much. I need help to understand that it's okay to make my own decisions to do things. And, and so I went and seeked out uh, uh, counseling. And, and by the end of the first session, 
you know what he said to me? He listened to me for an hour and 15 minutes. And at the end of it, he says, go Google the word values. I'm like, bro, I just paid you to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit. Took me a couple of weeks. I guess that's within a few days. Um, I opened up traffic heavy. He basically told me like, dude, that's powerful what you're saying to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're doing that, you know, and you should share that with others if you can. And that, that's literally like, he told me nothing in that first session. I was just baffled. Uh, but amused nonetheless. And I returned and the -hmm. next time we talked and the next time we talked, just kept getting deeper and better and, uh, broke up with that relationship and pushed that one aside and found hope in this one and started making the decisions that I was feeling incapable of doing over it and so uh, it was powerful and I uh, throughout that I ended up having a friend who moved to Chicago and the guy says when do you ever take care my counselor says when do you ever get Cody time like you're working you're doing this that the other you're all over the place Uh, I'm here with my kids right now you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, like you're all over the place, dude. When do you ever take a few minutes for yourself? And I says, I, I don't. He's like, you need to just go visit your friend in Chicago. So mm-hmm. next day I booked a flight. It was 24 hours. I flew there. He picked me up. We hung out. I jumped on a plane. I came right back. Do you find that that helped? When I got off the plane, we went to the first shopping center. And mm-hmm. like, this is December COVID, right? In the oh, God. middle of Chicago, nobody was there. It was like a ghost town. Creepy and cool all at the same time. Yeah. But I reached down. I thought... Oh, dude, dude, we got to go back to the car. He's like, what? And I'm like, never mind. I don't have my keys. I don't need my keys. You know, I don't, that's so cool to me. Like, I'm not going to work. I don't need my keys. I don't have to worry if somebody calls. There's nothing I can do. Like, I'm free. And it felt so good. It felt so good. It was, it was exactly what the doctor ordered, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I came back feeling rejuvenated and just relieved and, then life hit again and Mm -hmm. it took me a bit of practice to realize that self-care is huge like bigger than anything else i could promote take 10 minutes a day even for yourself while you're tying your shoe take an extra few minutes and just sit there Mm -hmm. and stare at your shoe and think or whatever it is read a book check out the facebook um have a drink and just relax something for yourself for even 10 minutes a day and i'm and like when i realized how much that did for me, bro. Life changing. Regardless of what traffic you have in your life, yeah. just take a few minutes. And it's just the same thing as if you're in that traffic jam. Just like, bro, you can literally just you're stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Change the station. Mm-hmm. Look for cops. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, just there's there's moments that we can take for ourselves, but cherish it is kind of what I'm getting at. Like like don't just do it, but realize you're doing it. And that you actually did take time for yourself. Absolutely. So that's um, that's pretty profound, man. I mean, when you really think about it, and that's that's the thing that I overlook, and in my own therapy sessions, that I spend way more time thinking about other people and thinking yeah. about you know, and, and thinking about all the stuff that I'm doing. And the one thing that my therapist said to me is, he said, you know, that's all well and good, but it's not getting you anywhere if you're not doing it for yourself. That's right. You know, and, and you spend all this time worrying about everything else when your life, your personal life is decreasing, your, you know, all this stuff. And it's one of those things to where when I was a little bit more manic early on, I was like, you know, yeah, like you said, I was like, this is bullshit. I don't, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not going to meditate. Like, who are you to tell? And he was like, all right, one day you're going to realize it, you know, and um, 
the one thing is it got bad enough for me, so I had to get medicated for it. And once I started getting medicated, it started kind of bringing me back down to earth. And then I was like, you know, you're not as stupid as I thought you were. And he was like, yeah, I know I'm not, you know, so. That's, that's the thing is at the end of the day, these people went to school. So whether you feel like you have a connection or not, maybe you're just uncomfortable and that, that creates a lot of fear in people. Absolutely. Discomfort is fearful. Right? Absolutely. Like, it's like, uh, I told you we were going to talk about this. I'm glad this just came up type thing. But like, um, I, lately things have been, uh, coming to me mm -hmm. and I am a very closed off, bottled up, fearful person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. Just anxiety oh, yeah, just yeah. ensues. Absolutely. And lately I've just been doing the opposite. Yeah. I'll show up to your podcast. Yeah, I'll do the car show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and just finding opportunity to say yes rather than like shying away and saying no and then regretting it. Right. That's and that's something I personally myself have focused more time on is doing the abnormal in the sense that I'm doing things that I wouldn't normally do in a healthy manner though. Healthy like like manner, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like you know, uh, going to more of these car events and talking to more people or just just being out in public in general. Um as uncomfortable as it may be sometimes or is like i just rather not do it one of my favorite quotes is that sanctity is on the other side of uncomfortability it's kind of a long winded term but really i've experienced that myself is if you look at how uncomfortable a situation could be you're going to feel a lot better when it's over for sure but you're also going to take away a lesson whether you realize it or not that's right and i think a lot of people especially in like the men's mental health community are so focused on just you know, the straight and narrow, this is what society says, this is, but when you get guys like you that go on and, and you're not afraid to say, you know what, I was there at one point, but I'm tired of it. I want to do this for me. And I also want to preach to my, you know, the people that are around me, what I've done to make it a little bit more easier for people to talk about their issues and their, their things. So, I mean, it sounds to me like you incorporate a lot of what you just explained to us in your brand and the way you present yourself. Essentially what it, what it is. It's, it's just another way to try to connect with people. Right? Mm -hmm. You can be told, don't touch the stove. It's hot. We all touch the stove. Yeah. That analogy is old though. It's and, the truth though. It so, still applies. Uh, a lot of people are in the car community. Even people who aren't in the car community mm -hmm. find the passion in cars. And so it was a great way. I felt like to accidentally <laughs> connect with, with such a broad group and diverse group of, of individuals. Um, it started, I started thinking, oh man, I'll do men's mental health. And, you know, the last year, uh, I started thinking about pregnant women, for example, mm -hmm. single moms, mm -hmm. women in general. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, that's just not fair to segment to just men like that. I am a man. And it's one of those things where it started like, oh, uh, men are discouraged to, and they're always told to be strong and not cry or this, that. Yeah. So that's where it was kind of that focus, right? Uh, but, I also know that women are told the same thing at times. You're mm -hmm. a single mom. That's just what you have to do. Like endure it, buck up to the, like, yeah, yeah. Well, they and them or whoever we are, we all deserve a few moments to ourselves. We all deserve that freedom. We all deserve to find ourselves at a moment where we need help and actually reach out for it and have help. Right. And so that's, it's like broader now. It's like, Oh, it's not just a men's mental health focus that I thought I originally wanted. It's like everybody's mental health. Yeah, 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 for right? sure. So, yeah. well, and that's I think that's especially relevant, as, you know, with COVID, because there there are people that were stuck in their house for forever, and so having these events, even in the winter, 
which is which sucks because it's cold and you know you've got the but the fact is is that people are still showing up right people are still using that as an outlet and that's why I was so fascinated because like we talked about before the show started I've had some plenty of negative experiences with the car community so um, myself and not speaking for him but we've always just done our own thing you know we stopped going to meets we stopped doing the whole thing we just kind of build our cars and drive around together and then go home like you know that's but at the same time it was because there was more of a toxicity around the community and there doesn't need to be you know it's just another passion that everyone shares I mean you could like pool, right? And there's yeah. people that are going to be like, oh, well, your pool cue sucks. You know, it's it's across the board, but the bottom line is... Critics everywhere. There's critics everywhere, but the bottom line is... And I've, I've preached this... Oh, God, I don't know how many times. But finding the one thing, right? And the one outlet that you have, it doesn't matter what it is. But if you have an outlet, it helps immensely. And if your outlet is car meets or if your outlet is being around friends or having a podcast or whatever it is... I've just always preached that you have some sort of an outlet and it sounds like you found yours. I'm working on it. I feel like I found some and it's like there's so many more to, to be had. But at the end of the day, you're right. Like car community in general is my outlet. Where we're, whether we're going to a meet or a cruise, um, just checking out people and the excitement they have over mm-hmm. the new hubcap that they have. On their yeah. Or, uh, even, bro, I've gotten uh, the valve stem covers. They, they have Audi on the mm-hmm. top, bro. I'm like more stoked about that than yeah. half the guys showing up with their new exhaust crackling them mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, check out my valve stem cover though. You know, the <laughs> simplest things can excite us, man. And that's, and, and that's really what it comes down to. And so that's why I think that it's, I just love talking to not only like-minded people, but people that have shared similar experiences and, you know, mental health and all that kind of stuff. Because at the end of it, yeah, there is traffic everywhere, everywhere. in life. Everywhere. Somebody told me uh, the other day, it was about a month or so ago, they says, Cody, you're not in heavy traffic. You are the traffic. Hmm. Hmm. You create your own traffic of life. We make decisions. I, I, can I go see. Left, I can go right. I can, I can come to your podcast. I cannot. But like, yeah, yeah. Because I showed up here. Whatever happens, happens, and that's that's right. just the traffic that I decided to put into my life today. Absolutely. And so, do we have roadblocks? Do we have barriers? Do we have? Yes. But also we kind of put ourselves there. And that yeah. self-recognition moment when she said that to me was just mind-blowing. I just oh, yeah, like, I bet. Bro, like, you are so real to me right now. So you mean like I make my own choices? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I That's... know, it's like... <laughs> It's like a, it's like the decision between taking I-15 during rush hour or going up to like State Street. <laughs> or just staying and sleeping at work. That sounds horrible. I've been... Anyway. But no, I... I, I, <laughs> I, I mean... Um, so you, you kind of, you, you use these, I mean, with your events or the events that you put on, the events that you're at, um, do you, how, how do you like portray yourself? Like, how do you, do you, you know, with your car and all that kind of stuff, like, how do you make yourself approachable? Um, okay. So somebody told me once that like, when you show up, put your car on flex, right? So okay. um, that's part of what you're trying to do. So again, if it's just the valve stem covers yeah. that you have today, like talk about it be about it if it's an intake under the hood lift your hood up if it's your headlights glowing glow your headlights if your spoiler lifts lift your spoiler mm-hmm. show up do all you can because like bring people to come and check out your cars kind of it right but also walk away from your car and go and check out others cars and just say hello like, mm-hmm. who's the owner like when you find something that's actually that cool to you go find the owner right like how the hell did you get this perfumante yeah <laughs> or 
what do you do for a living, right? It sounds cliche with all the TikToks and everything, but like, no, it's not. That's perfectly okay to go and ask these people, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And it's funny how some of them are like, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And you're like, what the? What like, scratch your <laughs> Can head, you explain like, that to me? <laughs> help me understand. Yeah. No, um, but, but no, that, so that was it. And then I started realizing again, I was pushing my Instagram a bit. And so I got into uh, printing wristbands. I see. And going around and basically like, hey, uh, are you on Instagram? Everybody's pretty much a yes. Mm -hmm. A few that are no, like social media at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm everywhere under traffic heavy. Yeah. And okay. here's a wristband. Right. And the first few faces sold me. Like when they went, oh, that's so cool. I was like, yes, it is. I'm coming with more. Because now we talk about like, we've been talking about like, uh, what's some self-care right oh, seeing excitement on people's faces is some self-care to me mm -hmm. um and and that's actually where i'm going kind of in 2022 with traffic heavy is okay. something along those lines of uh creating more smiles and we've already started it near the end of this year mm -hmm. but i'm gonna go tenfold 2022 for um for for kind of my idea behind traffic heavy that's gonna be super cool we look forward to it and then you're obviously gonna have to come back on and tell us about it yeah, because I mean, I almost want to just like break the ice. Yeah. But, um, basically, and I, I, I won't get into too much detail, but I guess I'll just say this. Okay. Um, my focus is on unique experiences. Um, and an example is after hours car meets at the auto museum. Absolutely. Uh, when have you been able to pull your car inside of a mall? Who's telling him? I can't get everybody true. in. It's limited space. Yeah, but yeah, like for at the sure. end of the day, when I pulled my car, when I went in and saw the cars in there, was already, this is so it's cool. pretty neat. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, do you want to pull your car in? Then? Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I remember the first car meet, uh, uh, Brady and Lehigh, which is great. We got everybody in and people started leaving. They're like, we need to fill spots. We're like, yeah, we need to fill spots. We're walking around like, do you have a car? Like, yes, bring it in. Do you have a car? Yeah, it's a 96 Altima. I had to bring it in. <laughs> I'm like, when have you pulled into a mall? He's like, never. You yeah. know, I'm like bring it in. He's like giggly schoolboy, and he comes. So we had a 96 Altima in there. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a car meet is kind of my emphasis. Like the, the, the idea is like we've got to have a reason for you to show up. So we are going to have some really cool cars. It's a museum. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the unique experience that I want to spread to others that that is kind of like shining for me. Right. So, and I have quite a few ideas to work on unique experiences through 2022 for the car community. Well, that's going to be awesome, man. I, I And that's what we were talking about before is, uh, you know, my small Ryan goal is to be more active in the car community, but not it's hard to explain, be, be, but be able to bring more people together and just be like, look, we're all, we're all friends here, regardless of what you drive. And that's been the thing for me for years is, um, no one gives a shit about what you drive. That's not true. If you went to the old state street meets, yeah. that's not there true. Was some, there was some bad stigma here in Salt Lake and, and like the car meet scene was, uh, man, if you didn't have a cool car, you either parked down the street or you rode with somebody else or you just chose not to go. And, and it made it dull. Yeah. It same would deter a lot of every, people every week, same cars every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something. I don't want to see the same cars, but if I do, if I do, I want to see the upgrades to your cars. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, I mean, the the thing about it is, I, I think at a very minimal level, are everyone's thing that's in the community, regardless of the reason, it's cars are the one reason. So you said you have, you might have many, right? I have many, he's got many, but the one thing we can all agree on is that that object, whether you should value objects or not, 
is one thing that has I've, I've spoken to personally is save lives, you know, and it's, yeah. it's a big deal for people to be able to express that in their own way. And so what you and the drive on team and automotive addiction are doing to just bring it, it, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't matter. Just come hang out, right. just be a part of a community, be a part of a group, whether you make friends or don't, you can walk around and just be exposed to it, right? Be exposed to the culture and, um, you're, and the thing about it is even if you don't talk to people or you're not friends with them or whatever, you'll still have fun. Like, it's cool. Sure it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Last time, last event that we had uh, was a total of 60 cars mm-hmm. on top of the, like, 40 cars they already have in the museum. So right. So we're talking 100 cars in here. And we had, uh, at one point, I want to say a little over 200 people roaming through. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was it was an exciting, uh, just, just, just to look around. It's yeah. Like, exciting, you know what I mean? So, yeah, this time... Uh, it's it's gonna be a blast man. yeah it's just gonna get better and better too so. and i i think that the toy drive thing is a big deal because Absolutely. you have a community as large as the car community we can all give back you know especially to those yeah. that can't come out and hang out and yeah and it's not a requirement for the toy no. um but it will help you yeah um, for sure entry entry cost but at the end of the day it'll help a little kid smile in a hospital or a boys and girls club that like might not have without it you know what i mean so right bro i'm i'm so excited for this that i have uh i have a short little sponsor video that'll probably come out tonight or very cool um has something to do with the grinch running through a target in the mall or something okay very cool very cool yeah that should be coming out yeah dude we're we're super stoked and um you know honestly like you're super humble and it's really cool to hear your story so um I, I'm just, uh, I'm glad that there are still really good people in the community because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a long time. And uh, just a guy that shows up with my car and have a message to now relay, right? And if you hear it, great. And if you don't, like, that's okay. And then at the end of the day, I just love cars. And so yeah. just walking around <laughs> and seeing their cars. Yeah. For me, if that's yeah. What it is. For sure. So, um, for sure, man. Well, I mean, Sean, you've been, you've been very talkative. Oh yeah, it's every for sure. every episode. <laughs> it doesn't show up to enough car things. So guess, it's because his. I, I I mean yeah. I, I, I don't even want to get into that. What? Broken my, ass Sirocco. Yeah. You'll be coming out soon though, right? See, the only thing I can say is that I totally feel when you're talking about what was the valve stem uh, covers. Uh, I got I got some Volkswagen ones for my Sirocco. Yes. yes. <laughs> Best upgrade I've done. <laughs> We're just. <laughs> One of the cheapest, coolest upgrades is like when you put the like, uh, so I have, a, I have an Audi RS and I put the RS lights when you open the doors. Oh yeah, onto the doors. The twenty dollars on Amazon, they fade. <laughs> like, I yeah, I've got them. Cool I've got them on my M3, and I I was just <laughs> super cool. Yeah, like, serious, like the smallest things are the coolest upgrades on these cars, and some of the coolest things are big upgrades, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, the same can be said for life in general, right? Yeah. Like you, you just get small things and people think you're just, but you're like, just geeked over it, you know? And, um, <laughs> I think That's everyone, so cool. everyone deserves to have their own thing, you know? So, I mean, he's got his BMW and a Sirocco and I, I, I was going to say, I, I felt, I fell out of the car scene for a while. I think um, we all kind of did though. At a, at a point. Very true. Um, when I, when I got my Volkswagen Jetta, kind of just became a daily driver didn't really work on cars anymore um but i'm super excited to say like i'm getting back into it bmw uh 335 sirocco yeah nice <laughs> so hopefully yeah yeah so we'll uh there's my two sentences you'll see us podcast. out a lot more now because uh because it'll be it'll be a good spring summer so um 
I'm excited for more people as well. Like, I think there's a lot of hidden stuff here in Utah. Oh, for sure. We have nice mountains with nice homes, and I'm sure, sure, sure. there's very nice vehicles kept within them. And not enough people are coming out, uh, partly in, because of how the past was. Yeah. But also, I just feel like they don't feel the invite, or they don't feel the community presence. And I'll, I'll mention one other group that does a fantastic job of bringing everybody out is Cars and Coffee. Right. If you guys haven't been to a Cars and Coffee, they do them once a month on the first Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic little car meets that they got put in. Well, I shouldn't say little anymore. Big car meets. Right. So much so that they're continuously looking for a larger lot. I <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, and that's, you know, I think what you guys and, you know, like I said, the drive-on team and, and all of you, that group, you, you guys as a group are doing is bringing more inclusion and I mean, that's just across the board. It, you, you can throw cars out of the, out of the com- equation completely, but the inclusion that you guys are doing, just saying, you know, forget about cars, but come and donate, just hang out, meet people and just, you know, relax. And I think that's where it really comes into play is that's where it really hits home for me at least is because it's not a park your car, walk around the parking lot, kind of look at the sky a little bit and then figure out where you want to go eat. You know, it's, it's a lot more than that. And so I think that's really, and that's why, you know, I wanted you to come out and tell your story, which glad that you didn't perish in that car accident, man, because I've had some friends that have been in some pretty severe car accidents. So glad that that didn't happen. And uh, I'm glad I woke up one day. Uh, Yeah, me too. Stay alive. I wasn't awake. I get it. So I'm glad I finally woke up one day. It took me years to get to where I'm at. And that's, that's just it. At the end of the day, you can be a wealthy guy with a Ferrari um, you can be um, a broke kid with without even a Honda. Yeah. And the, the guy with the Ferrari has some traffic jams that you could never even fathom. Mm. Some things that he's gone through in life that you just wouldn't even understand. And sometimes we can relate with the kid that doesn't even have a Honda because we might have been there too. But at the, at the same time, we actually have no clue what that kid without a Honda is even going through. And so, yeah, just the lack of judgment is... Uh, on people yeah and, and just recognizing you're human you have skin you have blood you have flesh welcome yeah right the welcoming presence of others uh is what i feel at the car community and mm-hmm. that's what really drives me to push traffic heavy so much is like there's no difference between the ferrari guy and the honda guy really they're human beings at the end of the day yeah everyone's got their story well with that again thank you yeah. very much for joining us um we're gonna see you tomorrow or whenever this episode is posted we'll yep. see you previously i don't know the future but yep. we'll be there um and uh we're looking forward to it so Thanks. we really want you to come back though next year and like drop some more shit and tell us what you're doing cool yeah dude do it do it man Henny, Henny and Coke. Henny and you do whatever you want. We're an open book here. Serious. <laughs> yeah, dope. Thank you so much, guys. I yeah. appreciate the no, invite. It's, it's, it's our pleasure, man. Yeah. And we'll make sure that Sean says more than five words next time. That's true. There you go. I'll, I'll have to work <laughs> on my communication <laughs> skills. So Let's go. Yeah. Well, Ten word minimum over I'll sit, I'll sit here and check <laughs> off the things, make sure that he... <laughs> we'll just have like a whiteboard list. Like, this is what you have to do during this episode. Yep. Speak 20 words. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> So thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Drunk Boys Basement. Interested in finding where else you can catch us? Follow us on Facebook. Uh, find something you want the Drunk Boys to research and talk about next time, or you want to hang out with us, let us know. And uh, actually, that's the third line. I'm already messing this up. <laughs> How many episodes have we done? 
Uh, let's see. I want to say we're like around 85. And you still... Okay. All right. You know, this is what happens when I go unscripted. It's great. Probably (laughs) not. Catch y'all next Friday. And remember, please listen responsibly. Bye. Boom. Hell yeah, brother.